You're listening to A Little Bit Better, a podcast where we talk about how breaking goals into small steps can lead to big results. Here we'll examine the cause and effects of our thoughts, our actions, and inactions, and how they influence how we live our lives. I'm your host, Chris Swale, a life and health coach. Let's get started. Hi, welcome back to A Little Bit Better, the podcast. I'm your host and confidence coach, Chris Swale, here today to talk about how to support yourself. Actually, we're not even just going to talk about how to support yourself. We're also going to talk about why it's so important, why when we are intentional and conscious about supporting ourselves, we are setting ourselves up for the best chance of success. All right, let's go. Deliberately supporting ourselves is something that can often be overlooked. We are really supportive of friends, of family, of our children, coworkers, and we often make a conscious effort to show that support both in our actions and our words. Yet, when it comes to ourselves, it's a little thing we just don't always have the habit of doing. If you're anything like me anyways, you just kind of wing it. You throw yourself in there with thought of the result and what you want to do, but with little work around supporting yourself and building that confidence and making sure you feel capable about achieving those things that you want to achieve. A lot of the work we do in coaching is around awareness of self, of feelings, of priorities and values and thought and behavior patterns. We do this work because when you are aware of these things about yourself, you can Focus better on where you want to go and what you want to keep in your life and where you want to make adjustments. If you haven't listened to many of my past episodes, I highly encourage you to go right back to the beginning and listen to them or look at my episode list and see which ones call out to you and give them a listen for the first time or a re-listen. I do this often with my own podcast and with others. A big part of doing the work and in supporting yourself is knowing what you want. This requires time. It requires pause. One of the ways you can train your brain to be in the right mindset is by small, simple activities such as daily gratitude. We've talked about this a lot in the past. Just thinking about one to three things every single day that you're truly grateful for can really have a positive impact on your moods and physically on things like sleep and stress levels. Another tool is the use of motivational cards. I get it if motivational cards or the thought of using them make you roll your eyes a little bit. I was there once, but I have to say I now have about four or five different decks and I really do find them helpful. On days when I know I need a little extra support, I'll turn to the deck that I know has the type of messaging that I need and I'll just sort through the cards until I find one that feels right, that feels like a support for me that day. I'll either say it out loud a couple of times to myself or in my head, out loud is better though, or I'll actually just keep the card out on my counter or table so that I can see it every time I walk by. Other days, I'll just randomly flip to one and see what it says. It's amazing how often it's exactly the one I need. It seems like such a simple, almost insignificant thing to do, but honestly, by taking this 30 seconds to flip a card and read it, that resets your brain. It gives you that tiny little pause that you need to reset and be intentional about the rest of your day. 
My favorite book is called Heart Talk by Cleo Wade, and I use it the exact same way as motivational cards. I just flip to a random page and read it. I just read the page, I listen to the message, and I interpret it the way that I need to. I highly recommend getting this book if you don't have it. It's incredible. Another tool you can use is to create a mantra. A lot of people pick a word of the year or a saying, and that's exactly what this is. You pick something that feels right, that feels like a focus or a support or a reminder for you on how you want to look at life or live your days or show up. And then, of course, make a daily habit of saying it to yourself or post it somewhere where you can see it every day. It's really incredible how these visual cues that come from yourself can help lift you in a day when you need that extra support. So speaking of those days where you need extra support, recognizing negative self-talk is key. It happens to us all. We all have an inner critic. We all judge. We are all hard on ourselves at times. It's natural. It's part of being human. Being able to recognize that and then listen to it, acknowledge and listen to what you're saying is a really, really important skill. When you take the time to do that, you can uncover what's going on in your mind and in your body. You can find out if there is something you're feeling anxious about, afraid of, or not very confident about. And when you do that, you can pull back and create steps to help set yourself up for success. We are often so hard on ourselves and we criticize our words, our actions, or inactions, and then hold on to that. We metaphorically beat ourselves up for that and have some resistance in letting go and forgiving ourselves. And so, of course, another tool in supporting yourself is to let go, release, forgive. Forgive yourself the way you'd forgive your best friend or your sibling if they did something to upset you. Holding on to negative opinions and energy about ourselves does nothing positive. It is not serving or self-supporting in any way, yet it's something we tend to do. A trick for this release is to give yourself permission. Consciously give yourself permission to be less than perfect and to let go of past mistakes. You can learn from them, but let them go. Let the judgment go. Give yourself a little love and look forward. Related to that is taking ownership. And when I say taking ownership, I mean taking ownership of your behaviors, your actions, and your inactions. It's really easy for us to point the finger at other people when life isn't going the way that we had planned or the way we want, but we are at the helm and we have choices. We always choose how we show up. We also choose how we interpret data, how we interpret other people's behaviors and words and even our own. We also interpret situations that we either experience or read about or hear about. All of this is data and we use it to create our identities. We use it to dictate our behaviors. We all make mistakes and that is part of the beauty of being human. You learn so much through your mistakes and from trial and error. So taking ownership of what we do that is not our favorite, not our best moments and of our best moments. Take ownership of it all because that is what it is to be alive. You 
are going to have highs, you're going to have lows. So just own it all and go with it. If you don't like some of the things you've done in the past, go back to what we just spoke about and release and forgive. Learn, but forgive. If you're not happy with how you're showing up right now, go back and do the work. See what your body's telling you. What are the little messages? You'll find that in your negative self-talk. Listen to those messages so that you can make adjustments and create your plan. But above all else, own it. Know that you get to choose what you're going to do next. Creating a plan will be your best friend here. As I mentioned earlier, I have historically had a tendency to just throw myself in and wing it in all situations. But once I started pulling back and taking the time to calendar block, to do brain dumps and figure out all the things that are swirling around my head and organize them into important to not important, into things I can do later, into things I don't need to do at all, into things that I can ask for help with. Once I was able to do that, I felt so much more empowered and confident to do what I really wanted to do. I was allowing myself to sit in that chaos of life instead of taking ownership and action and therefore control over my time and the direction I was going in life. And that mentality brings me to the next point, which is do a reality check. When you know what you want to do, when you really know what you want to do, that means being able to clearly state your goals. You can create a plan and see if they're realistic. I don't mean this at all in a Debbie Downer kind of way like, hey, pull your dreams down. You can't do it. You can do whatever you put your mind to, but you'll have best success if you create a plan with a reality check. What do you need to do? What are all the steps that you need to do and how long will they take? A lot of times we throw in the towel when we don't have instant success and that's because we never set realistic expectations for the amount of time that each step takes or that each step will need to take. So many things worth having in life require patience. Not my strongest suit, but I'm really, truly learning the lesson and the value in that. So I'm finding it easier and easier to pull back and do the work properly so that I end up where I want to be. We're not superheroes. I don't think we're expected to be, but somehow in our own minds, we think we're supposed to be. We're human and we're allowed to be flawed. We're allowed to put things on hold. We're allowed to go all in. So recognize what you need to do, how long it's going to take, and when you can do it. Knowing those things will help you on your way, will help you not throw in the towel when you come up against roadblocks or if you do have to push pause. Another beautiful part of the journey is trying and failing. Failing is the biggest opportunity to learn. It's a great opportunity for growth. A lot of times you may discover that what you're doing is not what you want to do after all. Other times you realize, well, that's not the best way to do that thing, but all of a sudden you may see a new way. It helps you with creative problem solving. It helps you be open. So you drop the brick brain mentality of trying to do something the same way all the time. And instead you adopt an attitude of flexibility. When you transform your brain from a fixed mindset 
to an open mindset, you end up opening yourself up in so many different avenues in your life as well. You are better able to handle stress, to see solutions, to see the bigger picture, and to forgive yourself and others. Another way you can support yourself is with accountability. We love to be accountable. We love showing up. But it can be hard to do that for an audience of one. There are several apps you can use to track your progress on things like health goals, gratitude, meditation, exercise goals, food, and even tasks. They work for a lot of people because simply seeing the tracking shows you progress and progress is motivational. When you see that picture of your progress, it further motivates you to keep taking positive behaviors towards your goals. For many people, a better way to stay on track towards your goals and to support yourself is to have an accountability partner or group. I have both. I have an accountability partner. Every day, every morning, we text each other what we want to accomplish in the day. And in the evening, we text each other to report back on how we did. Because she can see what's on my list and I can see what's on hers, we can notice if each other are struggling with certain tasks. And then we reach out and help each other. We never created that rule. It's just happened really organically. So it's been an extra bonus for the accountability bit. I also have an accountability group. In fact, I'm in more than one. And this is where we meet on a chosen regular interval. And we talk about what we're doing, our challenges, what we want to do. It's incredibly helpful to have a real dialogue, to break down barriers, to get past obstacles, to learn about systems or people or even mindsets that we can take to get us through to the next step. And just knowing that there are people in your corner is so uplifting in itself. But to get that accountability, you need to choose to support yourself by reaching out and finding those people who will support you, who can offer advice when you ask, and who can call you out on your shit when you're not showing up the way they know that you can. You can do anything you put your mind to, especially when you are consciously, deliberately supporting yourself along the way. It's not selfish, it's self-supporting. You will feel happier, you will feel more fulfilled, you will feel less stressed, you will build confidence and feel empowered to live life the way you want to live, to go after your goals and your dreams. When you take care of yourself and support yourself, you show up better everywhere else in your life. And so everyone benefits. Love yourself, forgive yourself, support yourself. You deserve it. Now go get it. Thanks for listening to A Little Bit Better. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find this podcast. Subscribe to A Little Bit Better so you never miss an episode. Share it with friends and family. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at This Is A Little Bit Better or find me online at a littlebitbetter.ca. I'd love to hear from you. And if you'd like information about coaching with me, please reach out. I am Chris Swale. I'm excited to connect again soon. So until next time, have fun being a little bit better.